بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله the only one deserves all the thanks for his subhanahu wa ta'ala his great graces that he is giving us we Muslims he directed us to this deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while the others did not get the chance because they didn't deserve it hidayah from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala is not given to everyone Allah knows subhanahu wa ta'ala who deserves it so when you as a Muslim come to the masjid and do the fard that Salah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has implemented on you remember that this is a big grace from Allah to you subhanahu wa ta'ala the grace that he helped you he guided you he gave you hidayah to become a Muslim and to come to the masjid to do what he told you to do while he did not give this chance to the others although they had the chance to be Muslims they had the chance to be good Muslims but they rejected it they refused it well Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the best so he did not help these people to become, to become good Muslims or to become Muslims at all so in this case we should thank Allah for this big grace great grace that he gave us to be Muslims and to pray with Jama'ah tonight inshallah we'll continue discussing the case of Kitab al-Tawheed or the book of Tawheed or Malafism we are in the chapter of number 28 28 which is talking about the case of At-Tatayyur At-Tatayyur if you want the meaning of it actually is to see or to hear or to think of something will drive the, Muslim, the person from doing something let's take some examples just to see how things work in the case of Tatayyur in the West or some of the countries of the West if you go to some of these big hotels you'll find the elevator is having numbers, right? you'll find from 1 to 20 but you cannot find number 13 why? because they think number 13 is a bad number that's called Tatayyur somebody when he wakes up and he goes to work in the morning when he sees someone blind or someone handicapped he goes back home he goes back home, he doesn't go to work thinking that this is affecting it affecting him if he goes to work Arabs in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as we will see inshallah during the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this book they were people who do not like the month of Safar number two month of the Hijriya year they say it is a bad month so they do not marry in Safar they don't buy or sell in Safar they don't do a lot of things thinking that this is a bad month to do things in it also they used to see the birds if they see what you call it, what you call it, what you call it, a bad bird, like the owl, or owl, they stop doing things. If they want to travel, or to marry, or to buy something, they bring a bird. Then they push it. They let it go. If it goes to the right, then they continue doing what they want to do. If it goes to the left, they stop doing it. To us, alhamdulillah, we think this is silly we think this is something silly because it has no effect but in, to them that time and to some people in this time now they think it is affecting we will see this inshallah during discussion of the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu or the ayat before that in this case of Tatayyur Tatayyur actually in English they say the bad 
only. Let's see it one by one. Tatayyur actually, if we want to see what is the connection between the case of Tatayyur and the case of Tawheed. What does it have to do with Tawheed? Actually, it has a big connection. Because Tatayyur will nullify Tawheed. Tatayyur will nullify Tawheed. Will break Tawheed. If you just see what is meant, what is the case of Tatayyur, what is the case in the heart of the person about Tatayyur? It's the case of losing the dependence on Allah Ta'ala. Losing the reliance on Allah Ta'ala. A woman must rely on Allah. Must depend on Allah, which is called in Arabic tawakkul. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ If you are mu'mid, you should make tawakkul on Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described those people who make tawakkul in him as the best mu'min. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَّابِينَ وَيُحِبُّ الْمُتَطَهِرِينَ For this, for tawba and tahara. And he also يُحِبُّ الْمُتَوَكِّلِينَ We have really to discuss the case of tawakkul, although we have given it enough discussion when we, when we studied the book of self-purification, if you remember that, some years ago. And it's already available on the internet if you want to check it. But let's just give it another glance. Tawakkul actually is to rely on Allah and everything. Reliance means you are depending on Allah and everything in your life. But in the same time, you are not leaving the reasons. You are doing the reasons. How is that? If someone says, I am depending on Allah, أنا متوكل على الله in my food, in front of me, I just make tawakkul on Allah so the food will come to my mouth. It's not tawakkul. But I am, I should say, I depend on Allah to eat this food, then I make a move. That's the reason here. The reason is to do the moving while depending on Allah wa ta'ala. So we are gathering both. Some people, they say they, they rely on Allah, but they don't do anything. That's wrong. Some other people do not depend on Allah. They think that they have to, to depend on themselves. In self-dignity. Think that, okay, I have to do it myself. I am strong, I'm enough. No, 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 no. We have to have both. Depending on Allah and doing what Allah told us to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to work on this earth. هو الذي جعل لكم الأرض ذلولا فامشوا في مناكبها وكلوا من رزقه وإليه النشور. So we are required to go and work for our living. But in the same time and before that we should have dependence and reliance on Allah تبارك وتعالى in this case. So we are gathering both. Those people who have the tayyur or believing that the birds or other things will affect them, they are not relying on Allah Taala. They have no tawakkul in Allah Taala. Actually, in Arabic, the word tayyur drifted from tayr, and tayr is a bird. Arabs in that time they used to use these birds to make a decision. If they want to travel, if they want, if they want to marry, if they want to buy something important. They bring the bird and they push it. So bird, tayr in Arabic, tayr, and the, the verb of it, tayyur, using the bird to give them the decision. What does have the bird to do with, with the decision in here? Is this bird an original person, an original person that who can give a decision on the case of person is asking about? Is he asking this bird, okay, if you think what I'm going to do is correct, go to the right. If you think I'm, what I'm going to do is wrong, go to the left. That's, that's not the case. So it is actually for those people who are ignorant. Ignorant people is really doing this, but true Muslims they don't. When we, when we say ignorant, we mean ignorant in the side of the deen. 
Because ignorance in the sight of dunya is not the case. You can find a professor teaching the university, but he is ignorant in Islam. That's why you see, as I told you before, some of the Western countries, they have these big and important hotels, famous hotels, who have no number 13 floor. Number 13, sorry. Number 13 floor. Why? Because they think that number 13 is bad number. So, in this case, a Muslim really who is depending on Allah wa will not be affected by these things. Why it is nullifying Tawheed, Tatayyu? For two cases. It's cutting the reliance or breaking the reliance on Allah wa ta'ala. That's the first case. The second case is relying on some, uh, something that is actually not real, as we say. So these are two reasons. It is stopping or cutting the reliance on Allah. Second thing is that it is making the person relying on something imag- in imagination. Like the bird, like the other thing. What if a person sees a handicapped in the morning? He says, the whole day is no good. I'm not going to do anything. What does that have to do with this? There is no, reliance, there is no connection between these two. So in this case, his reliance on Allah, tawakkul on Allah, is not available there actually. We have in this chapter two ayahs and about seven hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As we said before, this book of Tawheed, actually, the fantastic thing about it is that it is really giving the evidences from Quran and Sunnah and leaving you to understand it and practice it. That's it. It's actually giving the Muslim the correct way to be a true Muslim by seeing the ayat and seeing the hadith which is discussing this case then he is taking out from it his decision or his understanding or his opinion that's the correct way that's the best way every Muslim should really try to do it Quran and Sunnah maybe I cannot read the whole Quran to take out the ayat which is talking about the case I'm talking about like the Tayyip Maybe I cannot read all of the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Sahih al-Bukhari wa Sahih al-Muslim and Tirmidhi and Nasai ibn Majah and the other. So in this book now, I'm having these two ayahs about Tatayyur and also seven hadith about the same case. I study them, I read them, I take my understanding out of them. And if anybody comes to him and tells me, no, no, what you are saying is wrong, I will say, this is the ayah. These are the evidences. I'm not talking from my own. I'm not saying, saying even Ahmad ibn Hanbal or Shafi or Malik or Abu Hanifa or others saying, I'm saying that Allah wa ta'ala, is saying and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying. We Muslims actually supposed to do it this way in all our life. All of our life should be depending on Quran and Sunnah. Without disrespecting these ulama, that's very important case also because we have two extremists in these cases. The first extremists they say we depend on Quran and Sunnah and we refuse any other school of thought. So we don't want Madhab of Shafi'i, Abu Hanifa, Malik, Shafi'i, this, we don't want it. We have to go directly to Quran and Sunnah and understand directly. No, not everyone can do this. Not everybody can do this. So these ulama, rahimahumullah, they have done their best. They made a great school of thought, Madhab. So we go and understand also from this. But we depend on the Quran and Sunnah in the first place. So if my Imam says that this thing is haram because of this hadith, I take this one. But later on, I found that another Imam said, no, it is not haram because there is a stronger hadith in this case, which is in the Bukhari and Muslim. Then I will leave my madhab and my Imam's words and I take the other word which is in Sahih al-Bukhari Muslim. Is this insulting my Imam? It is not. I'm respecting my Imam because my Imam himself has told me in his books that if whenever you find Quran and Sunnah, leave my words away. And that's said by Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, by Shafi'i, by Malik, by Ahmed bin Hanbal. Each one of these major Imams said it clearly that when you find hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, throw my words to the wall. Each one of them, you find this in their books. 
So we should defend the Quran and Sunnah, but also at the same time, we are really respecting these Imams, these ulama, and we see what they say about these eyes, the meaning of these eyes. So that's why we go to Tafsir ibn Kathir, that's why we go to explanation of Sahih al-Bukhari, Fatsh al-Bari by Ibn Hajar and his Shafi'i. That's why we go to Aqeer al-Tahawiyya made by Tahawi, Tahawi the Hanafi, and so on. What's the problem here? We take our view from our ulama who knew these ayahs and hadith and we learn from them. But we don't put them in front of Quran and Sunnah. Because if you, if any one of us, suppose just, just imagine now that Imam Shafi'i, Abu Hanifa, Malik, and Imam Muhammad al-Hanbal are here now. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is here. Who is the leader? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Each one of these four imams, major imams, will follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And all of them, they really try to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They are best and they are human beings. They make mistakes also. Except Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in this case, we should put in front of us Quran and Sunnah without, without rejecting or refusing the efforts of these imams who have made these madhabs, you know, by their studying of Quran and Sunnah. The first ayah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Ala inna ma ta'irhum inda Allah, walakin akthrahum la yalamun." You see the ayah saying "ta'ir," 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 "ta'ir." These are connected words, drifted from each other. Actually, this ayah came after is the story of Musa alayhi salam. The people of Musa, Bani Israel. Are one of the worst nations in this earth. They are very bad nation because they dealt with their messengers who came from Allah Taala wa Taala, sent by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the worst way. They killed some of them, some of them. They insulted some of them. Even Musa alayhi salam, although he was one of the greatest five messengers of Allah, the strong will messengers, still they have given him a hard time. As maybe you remember the case of the cow, which is written in Surah Al-Baqarah, when they, when Musa alayhi salam told them the story, which is when they, somebody killed one, one of the Bani Israel killed another, and he died, then they don't know who killed that person. So they came to Musa alayhi salam as the messenger of Allah wa Taala, and they said, "What can we do?" So he told them, upon the order of Allah Taala, to kill a cow. To hit the dead person with part of the cow, so he will wake up and tell them who killed him, and he will die again. Now, just supposingly, that if they have made both any cow, يعني kill it or slaughter it, take part of it, as Musa told him to do, hit the dead person, the person will be awake, and then he will kill them. Alright, finish. Any cow? No, that's not Bani Israel. Bani Israel say. Ya Musa, describe this cow to us. So he gave them description. Allah, we can't, we don't understand. Give, what's the color of the cow? La ilaha illallah. So he gave them a harder condition, which is a yellow cow. Have you ever seen a yellow cow? Very, very, very rare to see a yellow cow. Again, he say, no, no, no. Give us more explanations, more descriptions. So he gave them more restrictions on the cow. Then they went to find this cow. They found only one cow with an old lady who refused to sell it until they fill the leather of that cow with gold. So they had to do it. They did it. They paid a lot of money to gain this cow to obey Musa. While in the beginning, if they just bought any cow, small, old, uh, cheap, any problem, just bring any cow. No, no, no. They keep, keep, keep on questioning, questioning until they hurt Musa alayhi salam. So Allah made it hard for them to find this cow. So Bani Israel here, including also the nation of Pharaoh, they were they used to make the tayyur on Musa. When Allah told Subhanahu wa Taala, "When to sibhum tayyati yatayyur, when to sibhum tayyatu yatayyur bi Musa wa man maa." Whenever they have problems, tragedies, problems. They accuse Musa of being the reason for it. They make the tayyur of Musa. They say you are the reason for this. It's all because of you and the people you have. They we accepted you. We have these troubles. Aaudu billah. Like when we say that 
يعني نمبر 13 از ريلي ا بيج بروبلم نمبر وي دونت وانت ات اني تروبل هافن تو ان ذا دي اوف 13 دونت جو اني وير بيكوز يو ماي هاف تروبل يو ماي هاف اكسيدنت وات از ذا ريزن ان هير وات از ذا كونكشن بين ا دي كول 13 اور اذر دي نو كونكشن بني اسرائيل وير اكيوزين موسى عليه السلام ان ذيس ايه اند ذي اذر ايز بيفور ذات هي از ذا ريزن اوف ذا تراجيز اند تروبلز ذي ار فيسينج وإن تصبهم سيئة يطيروا بموسى ومن معه. الله سبحانه وتعالى آسف ذل. يعني شيء سبحانه وتعالى وش ألا إنما طائرهم عند الله ولكن أكثرهم لا يعلمون. بس آية الله سبحانه وتعالى از ميشنينج ذات وتظهر هبل تيو يا بني إسرائيل إذ الله سبحانه وتعالى إذ ون هو If you do not receive rain for years, if your land has no plantations because of no rain, if you have sicknesses, if you have tragedies, that is all because of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted that. This is qadr of Allah. Not because of Musa and the people who accepted deen of Musa alayhi salam. No. Because Allah wanted that. And we know, as we discussed before in the case of qadr, And the fundamentals of Iman or faith, who said that Qadr actually is whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala predestinated, whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wanted before we know it, that it will happen, whether it is good or bad. Everything in this earth cannot happen unless Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants it to happen. Anything in this world, your breathing, tragedies, food, money, hunger, anything in this earth. And this universe happening only because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala allowed it, allowed it, and wanted it. But He may not love it. And this is a big case. In the case of Qadr, we have to distinguish and differentiate between these two cases: that Allah loves this, or Allah wanted this. He may love something and wanted it, and He may love something and He doesn't want it, and He may want something and He doesn't love it. He doesn't like it. Subhanahu wa Taala. That's the case of iradah in an Arabic word, which is the will of Allah Tabaraka wa Taala, which is one of the steps of qadr. If you have remember the we have discussed before, and if you want to go back to listen to it, you can find it in the internet and the also in the IslamHouse.com website. So in this case now, Allah Taala is asking Bani Israel that you guys are saying that all because of Musa is wrong. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wanted this, not Musa or his people who accepted his deed. This is the first ayah. The second ayah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Qala ta'irukum ma'akum ayn dukkirtum bal antum qawm musjifun." This is the messenger of the ashab al-qariya. The beginning of the ayat, which is in Surah Yasin, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Wadrub lahum mathalan ashab al-qariya tiz jaa al-mursalun." Messengers came to this town, called them to. Allah Tabaraka wa Taala, but people instead of obeying and accepting the message of Allah Tabaraka wa Taala through these messengers, they start to make tayyur on these messengers. Say, you are the people who are making trouble to us. You are the reason of the problems. So Allah Taala answered them, "قال قالوا طائركم معكم أين ذكرتم بل أنتم قوم مسرفون." So طائر here is actually what is happening to you guys. Now he's referring the reason for the problem to these people to them, saying, "You are the problem. You are the reason for the problem." It reminds us that the case of punishment of Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the, the most merciful, but He may punish a person or a town or a nation or even her earth because of their sins. Whatever is happening to us in our lives is because of our sins. Whatever bad things happen to us because of our, our bad things, our sins, we are really not thankful to Allah Tabaraka wa Taala. We are not grateful to Allah Tabaraka wa Taala. We are not really receiving the graces of Allah by thanking Him for these graces. Majority of Muslims now they are using the graces of Allah to disobey Allah. They are using the money, which is a grace, big grace. To buy that thing, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told them it is haram. They're using their bodies, their strength, their health, 
against what Allah told them to do. Instead of using this strong body in salah, in psalm, in hajj, in zakah, in jihad, in da'wah, no, they are using these strong bodies maybe to hurt the others or to seduce women because of these muscles. Like this, who gave you this grace? Who gave us these graces? Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Then we are supposed to thank him for that. And thanking Allah is not by words only. As you remember, when we talk about self-purification, we said thanking Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala is three levels. By, by heart, by tongue, by action. We have to thank Allah wa ta'ala by heart, by admitting that this grace is from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. We have to thank Allah by tongue, by saying by our tongue, thanks alhamdulillah, wa shukrullah, and so on. And by our bodies, we are thanking Allah by using these graces in what Allah told us to do, and not using them yani, against the orders of Allah wa ta'ala. So these people of this town, actually, they used, they put the troubles they are receiving on their messengers and in their deen. So they're making tatayyur on these messengers and on their deen, which is really as we mentioned before, against Tawheed, monotheism, because people in this case are really losing reliance on Allah and they are relying on some other things which is not allowed to be relied on. Then after these two ayahs, the author, rahimahullah, mentioned hadith of Abu Hurairah, which is uh, mentioned by Bukhari and Muslim, and part of it by Muslim only, and Abi Hurairah رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا عدوى ولا طيرة ولا هامة ولا صفر and Muslim said ولا نوء ولا غول these are some actions one of them is the case of طيرة which is we're talking about tonight and part of it also other cases we'll discuss it إن شاء الله We'll finish with this hadith tonight, inshallah, and we'll leave the other part of the chapter, inshallah, for next week, hopefully. This hadith is talking about six cases. First case is adwa, infection. Infection. He says here, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la adwa, no infection. Then somebody says, what do you what do you say? How is that? This hadith is correct, yes, it's correct, it's in Bukhari Muslim. Said, how come? He's saying, ya adwa, no infection. And there is infection. Here come back the case we said before, that we are supposed, when we want to understand the deen of Allah, wa ta'ala, which is sent by Muhammad, to Muhammad, wa sallam, we have to, come, to, to gather all the ayahs, all the hadith, all the evidences in this case, bring it all together, take out the understanding of it. This is one hadith, but there are other three or four hadiths mentioning that adwa is there. How come he says la adwa here and there is adwa in there? Very simple, very easy. If we just study all of these hadiths together, then you understand what we mean by that. Let's take it one by one. This is the first hadith in the case of adwa. There is another hadith also, Muhammad said, don't bring a sick person to other persons who are not sick. Yani, if a person is having some kind of sickness which is infecting the others, don't bring him to the same people, to other people. Keep him aside. And he also saw the other hadith, he told Sahaba to run away from the person who is affected by certain disease which is really moving to the others, infecting the others. This hadith in Bukhari Muslim also. And some other hadith, inshallah, will come to talk about it in this case. So what was mentioned here that he, sallallahu alayhi wa negated the infection, then he converted the infection. So how are we going to gather these hadith? All of them are correct hadith. Very simple and very easy. In the case of negation of infection, that means that the infection itself is not by itself case. But all because of Allah. 
So when when somebody when he heard, يعني somebody in the time of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم heard the first hadith that there is no adwa, no infection. So they asked Allah, how is that? The Sahaba رضي الله عنهم they always يعني try to understand in the same time. So when he said لا عدوى ولا طيرة, he said, yes, Allah, how is that? How come there is no infection? We have our camels. If we have one sick camel, if we bring him with the other healthy camels, then he will infect it. So Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked him a question. He said, who infected the first one? Who infected the first one? Ah, good question here. If we say that infection is going to move. Right, the first one who was who received the disease, from where he get it? Who infected him? There is no infection in this case. In the first camel, there were no infection. He was he received the disease by Allah Taala. Then it was moving by infection. So in this case, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this hadith, the first hadith, la adwa. He means that adwa is only a reason. Infection is only a reason, but the one who gives disease is Allah Taala. So adwa here is not counted as independent reason, but it's only a reason that comes after that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala decides that this disease is moving among the other camels. So he is negating adwa or infection, talking about the first case. Who gave the disease to the first one? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It did not come from the others. While the other hadith is he telling the people to run away from certain disease, like you run away from a lion. Lion. He said, "Allah Taala in the hadith which is narrated by Bukhari, فر من المجذوم فرارك من الأسد. Run away. If you see a person who is affected by jizam, jizam one of the kind of diseases which is really affecting the skin of the human being until he he dies. So he said, if you see him, run away from him." In the same time, he is Allah Azza wa Jalla because he has a strong reliance on Allah Taala wa Taala. He brought one person who is affected by this disease, and he sat down with him and he, he told him to eat with him. Subhanallah alaihi. Why he told you to run away from them? Why? Because he, Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is having strong reliance, tawakkul on Allah. So when we have this much of reliance on Allah, then we will not be afraid. Of infection, and you can see now. Some people say, "Okay, this is not logic, or this is not in reality. In reality, people are affecting each other. Reality is this and that." Say, "Okay, fine," but in reality, that also the doctors sometimes cannot find out the reason for some sicknesses, and by reciting Quran, Rukia on these people, they are cured. A lot of doctors here in Riyadh, as an example, are referring the people, the sick people, the patients who cannot, who they cannot really give them any medicine. خلاص, too much medicine, they cannot. There is not no 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 improvement. They tell them, go to some good Quran reciter to make ruqya on you. The case of jinn, devil jinns, when they get into the body of the human being, they cannot find it. They cannot cure it. They cannot cure it at all. Cancer. Cancer sometimes is not because of logical reasons, but it's because of jinn, and it's also cured by Quran and Sunnah. Who said so? Allah Taala. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ. Quran shifa, shifa, moral shifa, mental shifa. And also materialistic shifa. Shifa for the mind, shifa for the heart, shifa also for the body. Who said so? Allah Taala. We will let the Quran be shifa, and rahmat for the believers. All for the heart, for the mind, for the body. That's why Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself made rukya in some Sahaba. Sahaba they make rukyah on themselves, and they are cured in the body, also in the mind, also in the heart. And the heart disease, if you remember, in the case of self purification, we said the, the the disease of the heart is not the disease we are talking about. This small piece of meat, uh, meat. 
It indicates that the feeling, the, the, the faith, Iman, when a person is having disease in his heart, then his Iman is down. As Muhammad said in the hadith which is narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim, uh, narrated by Naman ibn Bashir, both are Sahaba, that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, the hadith, the end of it, he said, Ala wa inna fil jasadi mubgha. In the body of the human being, there's a piece of meat. إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله if it is okay if it is cured the whole body will be cured وإذا فسدت if it is rotten the whole body will be rotten that of course he's talking about moral sickness not materialistic sickness so in this case now Quran if you recite Quran on yourself or on your children if someone recites Quran on a sick person he is inshallah will be cured Nobody can say, okay, well, in this case, خلاص, no need for hospitals. No, that's not true. Because we are also required by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to check for medicines. عباد الله فداووا ولا تدلوا بمحرم. That's what he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, use dawa, use medicine, but don't use haram medicine. Nobody says, okay, yeah, some of, of uh, alcohol will be good for the body. No, that's not true. Cannot be good for the body. Cannot cure, even if we think it is. What Allah made haram is not good medicine for a human being, and at all. Because Allah made it haram, that's haram, it's no good. As Muhammad told us in this hadith. So this hadith is discussing really six cases. One of them is the case of adwa, infection. Infection is there. Upon the other hadith, we mentioned just a few minutes ago. But meant that they are not by themselves affecting the people or affecting the people. But by Allah wa ta'ala along them. As we said in the case of Qadr, that nothing in this universe happens except, except if Allah wa ta'ala wants. Including the, yani, in every case of infection, if we have a sick person with a disease that infects the others, if we bring them to 100 people, is it 100% that all of them will be infected? No. Some of them will not be infected. For some reason Allah knows. So it's not the case that every disease will infect. In, every infection disease will infect the others. No. It could be sometimes there's nothing that. That's all because of Allah So it's not, yani, we have to put in mind that <coughs> nothing independently will affect the others, the human beings, except Allah Taala. He's the only one. But the others, somebody wants to kill you, and he plans this, and he brings everything, but because Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want that to happen, it will not happen. As Muhammad told us in the hadith, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةِ الْأُمَّةِ The whole nation, لو اجتمعوا, if they are gathered all, عَلَىٰ أَيَّ ذُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ They are all gathered to hurt you by something, they will not hurt you. Unless Allah wants. And if all nations gathered to benefit you by something, they will not benefit you by anything unless Allah wants. Subhanallah al-Azim. Yani just imagine now if the whole universe, whole people in this earth, seven billion human beings want to hurt you. And Allah wants that you are not going to be hurt. Allah decides that you are not going to be hurt. Then you are not going to be hurt. United Nations, Congress, Europe, that, this, they want to hurt you, they cannot hurt you if Allah did not want. Say, may Allah allow them to hurt me? Yes. He may do this, punishing me for some, my bad sins, or to test me. Because the testing here, we are actually creating this life to be tested. ألف لام ميم حسب الناس وأن يتركوا وأن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يفتنون ولقد فتنا الذين من قبلهم فلا يعلمن الله الذين صدقوا ولا يعلمن الكاذبين So all of our lives actually is the test We are in this life in a test Just imagine yourself you are going to the lounge of testing You are getting in there you are sitting in your table and start to answer the questions of the test This is your life your life is that minute, these minutes you are sitting in the chair doing your exam. This is your life. This is our life. Our life is testing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this earth, earth, or He descended our Father into this earth to test us. 
Otherwise, our true place is Jannah. Where our father was created, Adam alayhi salam, where our mother was created there, but they were sent down because of their mistakes, and also because Allah has a wisdom to test us human beings in this life to see who are, who is he the one going to follow what the words of Allah through his messengers and the others who are not or rejecting the orders. So all of our life is a test. In this case now, every true mu'min who wants to be true mu'min in his life, who wants to be in the to Jannah in hereafter, he should really accept whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whatever Muhammad said in the holy book of Allah or in the hadith of Muhammad take it and believe it practice it call for it be patient for what he is going to receive for four conditions mentioned in surah al-asr if you remember a short surah but a fantastic meaning surah if you study it and read the tafsir of the surah you will be amazed how Allah wa ta'ala gave you your lifestyle gave us how to live and how to die gave us how are we going to be winners or losers وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنْسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ all human beings are losers all إِلَّا آه except exception in here is from losing now all human beings are losers yes except those who have these four conditions these four conditions actually is a test to us to know and believe the deal of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam only? No. Also to practice it. That's enough? No. To call for it. Khalas? No. To be patient for what you are going to suffer because of that. Because no one of us is better than Muhammad And he suffered for this deed. He suffered from his own relatives, from his own close relatives, like his uncle Abu Lahab, like his uncle Abu Talib, like his Close relatives from Quraysh, from, from Bani Hashim and the others. He suffered, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was called bad names. They threw dirty things on his way. They hit him with rocks. Until he was bleeding, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? Because he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was giving us the true example, the ideal example of a Muslim who wants to be living in happiness and dying happy and going to Jannah. Who is the best example? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Study his life. See how he lived sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did he live sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his life? How did he practice Islam? How did he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam call for it? How did he suffer for it sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And he was patient for that until he died sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was a human being. He gets sick. He gets hungry. He gets sad. But he was happy in all of his life. Happy, not by the body or by luxury. He was happy, sallallahu in his heart because he was with Allah, wa ta'ala. La tahzan inna Allah ma'ana. Allahu Akbar. Think of this ayah. He's telling Abu Bakr, when he was, Abu Bakr was afraid that these Quraysh's, yani kafirin, will come and see Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then will hurt him. And they were, were in, in the ghar, in the cave, in the cave, to the, uh, during the hijrah. The hijrah trip. So he said, Rasulullah, if they just look at us, they will see us. What can we do? So he said, La tahzan inna Allah ma'ana. If Allah is with us, why do we care? Why do we care about the others? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us, giving us the strength, giving us the patience, giving us the hidayah, giving us the correct way to live, then why do we care about the others? Why you want to import our way of life from the Kafirin in the West or in the East? We have our fantastic way, the best way, the, the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Can anyone say that the way of the Kafirin is better than the way of Muhammad sallallahu If he says this, he's a Kafir. No one better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from human beings, of course. So we should spend his life. See how he lived, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and follow him. Not to play around with this case. 
and let shaitan drive us the wrong way. Some people they say that they love Muhammad They claim that they love Muhammad Then they allow shaitan to play around with them. Saying that to love Muhammad is to make wrong created bid'ah of zikr. Hay, hay, hu, hu, and these things. Saying that this will get us closer to Allah. And Muhammad loves this big lie. Muhammad never told us to say this. He told us how to make zikr after salah. How to make zikr before we sleep. How to make zikr in the morning, in the evening. Uh, in, in, getting into the masjid. Leaving the masjid. Getting to the house. Anything you are doing in your life, there is zikr. By Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But to create new zikr, not said by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is really going to make Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam angry. To make Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam angry. He did not leave anything for us we need unless he told us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon the words of Allah ta'ala. Why we have to go and find out? They tell you sometimes, if you want to be a civilized person, you should use the fork by the left hand and eat by it. If you eat, eat by right hand, even by fork, you are savage. Very, very sword. But if Muhammad Hassan told us to eat by our right hand, and the etiquette says you have to eat by left hand, whom are we going to follow? It's simple and very easy, but problems come in here that those Muslims are ignorant. And in the same time, they want to be important, so they think that to be important is to copy like a barret, copy the kafirin and their way of life. So if the kafirin is doing this, I have to do, uh, to do this because they are civilized persons. The best way to live is the way of Muhammad وسلم, And it's very explained in his hadith, how to eat, how to sleep. And nothing in his life وسلم, is missing. Every case in his life is missing. If you read his seerah, his life story, you will find that he's in yani Bukhari, in Muslim, uh, Nasai, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, and the other books of hadith, you will find that they have, that Sahaba, including our mothers, especially our mother Aisha radiallahu anha, have described the life of Muhammad sallallahu even in his bed, even in his bathroom, even everything, everything happens in the life of Muhammad sallallahu is there, explained. So if we only truly love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we should go and study this way of life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and practice in our life. Then we will be loving Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. قُلْ إِنْ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي اللَّهِ Follow me, then Allah will love you. Clear ayah in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Surah Al-Ali Imran. قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي If you love Allah, if you want Allah to love you, then follow me, follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah is telling Muhammad sallallahu to tell people that if you love Allah and you want Allah to love you, then follow me. Follow him in everything. Right. Clear, there's no problem here. Everybody says yes, what you say is true. But somebody will say, okay, they need khalas, then we'll leave these cars, we'll bring camels instead. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used camels. We will not use forks or spoons, we will eat in, uh, in, the, in the ground, we will not wear anything unless it is wear by Muhammad Sallallahu Ah, this is another case. This is, we are not required to follow Muhammad Sallallahu in his habitual life. The way he wear, the way he ride. Yeah, just imagine, if there were cars in the time of Muhammad Sallallahu will he use it or not? He would use. If there were air conditions in the time of Muhammad Sallallahu he would use. So why to say, oh, this is khalaf, we live this even in air conditions, we are not going to live in these houses, we will live in, 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 in tents, and no, no, that's true. Not true. To follow Muhammad is to follow his sunnah that he told us clearly to follow. And to refrain from doing things that he told us not to do. Khalaf, that's But for habitual things, things that he is doing because of his habit or of their life, natural life, it's no problem. Yani, if you are fond of eating fish, Muhammad does not eat fish. So, you say, you know, he does not eat fish, I will not eat fish. So, eat fish, no problem. Like somebody says, okay, why you eat bananas or mangoes or apples while well, it's not mentioned in the Quran Sunnah? SubhanAllah. Yeah, it's mentioned in the Quran Sunnah, but not, not by the name. Allah described Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, يُحِلُّ لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَةِ وَيُحَرِّمُ عَلَيْهُمُ الْخَبَائِ Whatever things, طَيِّبْ Good, clean, 
Whatever is khabis, bad, leave it. From this ayah we can say that smoking cigarettes is haram. Somebody is doing it haram, smoking is haram. There is no ayah hadith. There is no ayah in Quran saying that cigarettes is haram. No hadith Muhammad doesn't say that cigarettes is haram. But there is a clear path made by this ayah and some other ayahs that every khabis is haram. Cigarettes is khabis, clearly, because it destroys the health, destroys the money, bad smell, and so on. There's somebody saying, no, 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 wait, wait. You say cigarettes are khabis, I say it's not khabis. I say it's tayyib, so it's halal. That's fine. Let's go on with you, no problem. Ask him this question. If you say that cigarettes are good, tayyib, so it's halal, ask him this question. Before you light your cigarette, do you say Bismillah? After you finish, do you say Alhamdulillah? Never. Do you take cigarettes to the masjid? No, 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 no. Can you smoke in the masjid? No. Can you smoke in the bathroom? Yes. So it's not funny. Don't play with words. Those people are only playing with the words because they want to find a way to their life to play. Like the people say now, okay, Al-Khamr, uh, which is mentioned in the Quran, is haram. But now we, have, we don't have Al-Khamr, we have whiskey, we have champagne, we have... It's not, not Khamr. It's blame with the word. Change the name, that's all. Riba is haram, yes, but interest is not haram. Because it's not riba, this is interest, not haram, not riba. These are playing around with the word. So in this case now, back to the case of Muhammad Wasallam, that if we want to live happily, if we want to finish this life happily also. If we want to be saved in the judgment day from hellfire, if we want to be with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jannah, we have to follow his way. That's all I have to say tonight, inshallah. And we'll tonight, next week, inshallah, we'll continue to discuss the case of this hadith, of this chapter, inshallah. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear it from you.